The Mindspo Podcast. What do you see with your mind's eyes? Welcome back. Let's elevate. Roll your shoulders up and back. Unclench your jaw. Elongate your spine as you take a deep breath in. And now, exhale. Now take your mind to that person, place, or thing that you have gratitude for and start to feel into the joy available to you at all times. Elevate into a higher vibration as we expand together and dive into this conversation. Hey, it's Fox, and today on the Mindspo podcast, Soul and I dive into the magical world of retreats. Now, if you didn't know, Mindspo is actually a retreats company, as well as a podcast, as well as an online meditation school, as well as many other things. And we've been hosting these conscious experiences to help you elevate your personal growth since 2018. And we actually recorded this episode right after hosting our 27th ever Mindspo retreat. Now, retreats have become such a big part of our life, our work, and our purpose. As meditation teachers, we really believe that these spaces are so very important because there is nothing that beats in-person connection and just people coming together to do this work. Now, this episode is really just us rifting on one of our biggest passions. We talk about what a retreat even is, why we believe they are so needed, and what you can expect to experience on a retreat. And we also touch on our belief that anyone who has the dream of hosting their own retreats can do it. And you'll hear how we can actually help you make that dream a reality with Soul's new venture, Retreat Launch which you can find out more information about in the show notes. So with all that said, let's dive into the magical world of retreats. Welcome back to the Mindspo podcast and another episode of Deep Diving with the Souls. I am here with my lover, my partner in crime and business, Crystal. Hey, baby. Hello. We are actually filming this right now in Cyprus, and we wanted to film and record this because we have just wrapped, I believe it is our 27th retreat ever. Whoa. Yep. It's been a few. So many. Been around the block. And today we wanted to dive into the magical world of retreats. This is such a big part of our life, of our business, of our existence, of who we are as people. Retreats have been something that we honestly just can't get enough of. Even when we thought we're done with retreats, we're not done with retreats. I feel like Sol and I are going to be running retreats until we're 80. They are indescribable in some ways. That's how I would say. I honestly feel like so many people that are probably listening to this, you might be listening to this and chances are you've probably never been on a retreat. And to us, that's wild because these are just such profoundly important spaces and things that we are so passionate about. So today we just wanted to unpack like Firstly, babe, what even is a retreat? How would you describe it? Because I just gave the worst description ever, which is <laughs> a retreat is undescribable and now you'll be listening to a let's podcast describe. about them. <laughs> yeah, let's describe the indescribable. It's funny, right? The simplest things are often the best things. Mm -hmm. And there are often things right in front of us that you kind of want to slap yourself in the forehead when you realize, right? Meditation is one of those things. Retreats is another one because when you think about it, a retreat 
retreat really is like a group holiday where strangers come together for an intention. It's a holiday with a purpose. And the funny thing is you realize the purpose that a retreat fulfills, you know, there might be an overall theme. There might be yoga or some embodiment or something like that. But most of the reasons for a retreat are actually the same reasons that people go on a holiday anyway. It's just that we're really crappy at fulfilling those purposes. People sell holidays on these values, freedom, relax yourself, connect with other people. But then... What happens? Most people just sit by a pool somewhere, drinking cocktails, scrolling the gram and doing crossword puzzles. And then at the end of the week or two of that, you feel a little bit recharged, you know, a little bit sunburned, a little bit chilled out. But there's not really that much that's changed and moved. And when you have a retreat, it's this wonderful opportunity to get people together for a specifically defined purpose. It's like you create your own little world Mm. for a week. And I think the thing that keeps us coming back to retreats is seeing just how needed it is and how powerful it can be. We see the same thing every retreat. Every retreat is totally different, but also totally the same in some ways. Wild. Right? You have a group of strangers coming together and everyone's kind of sniffing each other out on the first day. Everyone's a little bit like stranger danger, socially anxious. Hopefully I don't have to say something in a circle in front of every. Everyone's like very held back and doing what most people do every day in society. You know, they're just showing their representative, that little front layer mask version of themselves where they're their most polished self. And by day two, everyone's like best friends because people have had hours to just sit around and talk. And the beautiful thing about a retreat is it's like a filtering mechanism for people because it takes a certain kind of person to want to go on a retreat, right? There's a couple of things that they have in common. They like to travel. They're willing to step out of their comfort zone. Depending whatever the retreat is about, if it's about personal development or meditation or whatever, you know that people have that in common. And, you know, it's quite often they're similar ages and a similar age range. And so it's like you immediately meet a bunch of people that if you just met one of these on a holiday, like let's say you're chilling somewhere in Mallorca for a week and then you end up having a chat by the pool with this one person and they're a little bit similar to you. Oh my God, you're also into that? Oh wow, you've also read those books? You know, and you start having like a bunch of deep dive conversations. By the end of that day and by the end of that holiday, you're going to look back as that one conversation with that person for a few hours as the absolute highlight. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like 40% of why I came on this holiday. It's like like faith in humanity restored. Now imagine having an entire group of those and you're not just chilling by the pool but you're actually doing that kind of work as well that you're into mm-hmm. you know you're not just talking about meditation and oh my god you meditate as well but like you're actually doing them together and you're going deep it's such a wonderful thing that adults can come together and by the end of the week it's kind of like you're a kid again and you made a whole bunch of amazing friends like you found your tribe mm-hmm. and i think for us it's like Gathering people together is something that we have been doing for millions of years. It's what allowed humans to survive. Mm. 
We are meant to do that. It's why we have sayings like, it takes a village to raise a child and all this stuff. We have these, we, we know this deep down, but because we live in a modern society, a lot of us are just in these little silos. You know, you find one partner and you raise your kids and you live in an apartment block and you don't even know your neighbors. But deep down, when you just get people out of that comfort zone and put them in this environment, wonderful things happen. Mm-hmm. Like people form alliances and they become like a big tribe by the end of the week. And, you know, we see people who've attended our retreats move in together, start businesses together. Start podcasts together. We see them have their own little retreats and their little meetups for for years afterwards. Like these are real, true, deep, lasting friendships that are formed during this week. And in many cases, a retreat ends up costing the same amount of time and money as a normal holiday where you just kind of just chill and, you know, empty the mini bar basically i just love that we've created i guess a business where we are able to facilitate these gatherings i i remember when we first started this you know we had so much pressure on ourselves thinking like oh my god you know it's all on us we need to perform a certain way but you realize after a while like you know we, we do our best and we do a great job as an addition but so much of it is just providing a space for people who are somewhat similar minded mm. to just come together and just come down and then everything just naturally starts to unfold. Yeah, I think one thing that you said in the beginning this that like literally lit me up was that you bring people together for an intention and I think the thing that you just said is as a retreat host as a retreat facilitator my job is to hold the space. I am a space holder. So we set an intention. We set a vibe of what we're wanting to achieve. We set some values, some energies that we're like, okay, this is, this is what we're, we're trying to, to get to. And then we hold that container. We hold that space. We facilitate things so people don't have to worry about what's happening next or what they're going to eat or what the program is. Like they have that container and they feel held in order to be able to really live out that intention. And I think think that's so interesting with a retreat because so often we go away with an intention of, oh, you know, I just really want to make some friends or I just really, we, we book a trip. So often we book trips. So I, I just need to let go. I need to refine myself. But it's like, unless you have a lot of intention yourself and discipline to stay on that rather than getting caught up on, you know, like, like you said, the mini bar or whatever's going on or the night out, then a lot of that time, that intention doesn't get fulfilled. And then what we do is we, we hold that space. And that's one thing that we've definitely learned that when it comes to hosting retreats, we did, we used to put so much pressure on ourselves. We're like, oh my God, we've got to do this and do this. And it's all about me. That was my ego back in the day. I was like, oh my God, I've got to do this, this, this. And then I'd get there and I'd realize, hang on a second, the place is holding the space. The people are holding the space. I just have to facilitate it and be there and and come in the right energy and the rest just unfolds. Something we always say with retreats is, what's that line? When it starts, the plan goes out the window. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember where I heard this, but it's like there was some saying by, I think it was an army colonel Mm. who said, you know, the moment the battle begins, the plan goes out the window. Oh, so true. And, and, and it's it's so interesting because so many people are, you know, they'll make a plan and they'll figure out all these logistics and then they expect to actually execute all of those logistics. And then you end up not being present for the experience because you're so focused on what's coming next and is it following the exact timeline. But really the purpose is, it's like, make a plan, mm. think it all through beforehand so that you are prepared for random eventualities, but like you need to release the grip somewhat and retreats are exactly like that. Mm. We tell people in the beginning, we're like, hey, everybody be on time, 
But at the same time, we both know that like if timelines blow out, that happens often during a retreat because that's just how it is. You know, you get a bunch of random people together. They're all different. Some people arrive early, some people arrive late and that's okay. But I love what you're saying before about what people really want when they go on holidays is to be present, Mm. whether they know that or not. They want to be present because they they want to, exactly, they want to make deep core memories and they want to feel carefree Mm -hmm. like they did when they were kids. Like when you're a child and you have an adult doing everything, you can just run around and be free and somebody's keeping you a little bit in line, but you can just fully focus on the here and now. And it's so rare as an adult you know, unless you're really aware of the state of presence and you're meditating and you, you, you know this, if you're not, it's very rare for you to have continual moments, like actually like an hour or maybe a day where you can just be in the now and you don't need to worry. The food is taken care of. You've got amazing shelter. There are activities that are coming up. You've got all these people. You're just going with the flow so you can really let your nervous system actually calm down and reset. And it's so rare that you have that in, in life, you know, especially a lot of the people who come to our retreats, you know, they also have kids, like mm. they're caretakers in their everyday life. They have a job. They're the logistics person. Mm. And so it's such a rare opportunity for adults to make friendships like that, to be fully present and be guided through something. Mm. And yeah, watching these transformations every time, it's just so worth it on all fronts. Mm. It really just makes you feel a sense of faith in humanity restored mm-hmm. and and a lot of our guests say that they're just like these people that they've changed my life i didn't think that people could be like this and yeah it's funny you know back in in the real world when everyone's just you know stomping the nine to five and everyone's just pretending you know showing each other just one percent of who they truly are it can it can give you this feeling that like you know everyone's just absent-minded and everyone's just out for themselves and life is kind of stressful and horrible and there's no real silver lining it can easily turn into that sense and retreats are just the ultimate antidote to that yeah and i guess i want to if you haven't listened to our first ever episode of the mindspare podcast we really talk about our journey and why retreats like kind of came to be in our own life i think one thing that for us has been so I guess pivotal in the retreat piece is that it combines two of our biggest loves, right? So we are digital nomads. We've been living the digital nomad free kind of like jet setting around, you know, working here and there life for quite some time. And there are two things that really transformed our life. One is meditation and personal development. And then the other one was travel. And I think the wild thing about retreats that I really want people to understand is when you take a passion or something that, you know, you were really involved in that has been so life-changing and then you combine it with travel, which is getting out of your comfort zone, being somewhere else, not being in the normal space that you are in a day-to-day life, it creates something so profound because people literally rock up to this space and they don't have all of this pressure of home and all these expectations. They're, They're completely open. And that has been so interesting because when we even get people on for retreats, the way that people take in information, and I think that's one thing I want, I always try and explain to someone, they're like, oh, what's it different to like doing an online course? Or like, how is it different from doing this? I'm like, there is something about in-person experiences that you just cannot be. And in-person experiences away from your hometown, home comforts, like it changes everything. Absolutely. 
In this episode, you're hearing us talk about our experience as Mindspo Retreat hosts, but these weeks are not about us. They're about the transformations of our incredible attendees from around the globe. So here are some words for our Mindspo Retreat guests after our signature Bali self-love retreat. This experience has been the most epic thing I have ever done in my entire life. I knew that I was going to meet a bunch of women that I didn't really know, and I was going to really work on myself, which can already be intimidating, but it is so liberating. Definitely recommend this 100%, even if you have a doubt, like a shadow of a doubt. Don't even listen. Well, if you're not sure, it's like try to follow your gut and see that it's good for you that you're doing this for you and that it's going to be amazing for you. Such a crazy week, but you just meet so many great people. You work on yourself. You do have a little bit of a holiday as well. And it's just all everything in just one whole thing. I will never forget it, ever. I will be reflecting on this every day moving forward. I know that. Like, it's going to... These girls, they've changed my life. Like, I can't wait to step into my new life with these new tools and techniques. Like, it's going to be epic. Can't wait. If you want to get in on the magic and join our next Bali self-love retreat or any of our other signature experiences, then check out the show notes for upcoming dates and details. Something I love to to say on the retreat, just to allow people to relax a little bit and, and also feel into the possibilities of what they could embody is you are whoever you pretend to be. Uh, yes. And and when you're back at home in your everyday environment with your coworkers, your friends, your family, these people have an idea of who you are. And if you were to suddenly change something, you might find that your environment will try to push you back into who you people think you are mm. and they'll be like hey you're, you're changing is that a good thing and but the funny thing is when you're traveling and when you go on a retreat nobody has any reference point as to who you are they might know where you're from what age you are what your job is but like that, that you know there's a lot of room in that for interpretation so that's what I love about travel. It's like you can arrive in a new country and you can immediately be 10% more confident. You can be 20% less self-conscious. You can suddenly dress way more out there. And there's no one there to be like, yo, what's going on? You're kind of going out there right now. They they just assume that that's just what you're like. And so you can kind of try on these different elements of your persona to see like what's actually possible have i been making myself smaller in my everyday life and generally most people have been can i say something on that Mm -hmm. something i always say on our bali self-love retreats is i always ask everyone okay put your hand up if your family was freaking out about you going to the retreat people put their hand up put your hand up if someone thought you were joining a cult anyway we won't get into that but people (laughs) always say that about our Bali self-love retreats like is it a cult I'm like no it's just a bunch of women sitting in a circle doing healing work anyway people put their hand up I'm like okay now who wants to make a big change in their life everyone puts their hand up I'm like who has been feeling the resistance to me making a big change because you're worried about what people think put your hand up I go all right so you now have a permission slip because when you come home from this retreat there, it's kind of like there's something magic about when you come home from a retreat or you come home from travels and people see a change in you, they don't go, what have you changed? They go, oh, that trip really changed you. It's like you kind of, and you can do this at any point in your life if you want, but people treat you so differently and have a different perception when they can see that you went on some kind of journey. And the amount of people that message me after our retreats and go, that week was before that week and after that week. It's a marker in the sand. It's a time where I went from this person to that person and everything shift. And I think that's 
such an incredible piece because so many people live their lives knowing what they want to do, knowing that they want to make the change, knowing that they want to make the shift, but they just never had that time and space to get out of their own heads, to get out of their environment, to make that transformation. And when you just sit around going, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'll do it next week. You know what? Time passes by. You only have one life. This is your one shot at being you and you have to make a decision. And when you go in an experience like this, it's you committing to that decision and then you you can come home and be whoever the fuck you want to be. Yeah, it's it's interesting too when you look in in history. We we know that this is important in mm. as a society. We have in tribal cultures you have a rite of passage, yes. which might look like okay, you turn thirteen or something, and they give you a sharp rock and say, hey, go and survive for three days, and if you make it back alive, you are then a man, right? Mm. So you go through this this trials and tribulations and you face something and you have to overcome it. You go on like a little hero's journey so that you can create a bunch of core memories where you can look back at any point into your past and be like, I remember who I used to be before that thing happened. And then that's a moment where you can reinvent yourself, where you can evolve to your next level. But in modern society, we've lost that. We now, our modern day rite of passage is, oh, you're 18, you're now legally allowed to get intoxicated, gather all your friends and you guys can all get lit and have a giant hangover the next day. And then it's not really a big shift. Okay, cool. You get to drive a car. That's amazing. Lots of independence. But like there isn't really a meaningful transition marker in modern society. And a retreat can absolutely serve that. And the wonderful thing as a retreat host is I'm teaching people how to run retreats now. And the thing that I realize is that it's like a Lego. You can build anything. You can build a retreat for any type of person. There are so many different groups of people on this planet who share certain things. Maybe they're enthusiasts into some activity. Maybe they're collectors of some sort. Maybe they think a certain way. And you can create a retreat where these people can then come together and max out on that. Maybe there's people who are abstract painters and they're all sitting at home individually painting. Mm -hmm. And imagine you have 12 of them together painting something in Florence or whatever. That's an amazing life-changing experience. Everybody will walk away from that week feeling more confident as a painter and more self-assured to push the boundaries. This is such a useful and valuable thing. And the wonderful thing I realized is that We've already okayed with ourselves that once a year, once or twice a year, we're going to take a week off and we're going to spend a little bit of that money that we've been saving up so that we can do something for ourselves. So like the, the, the structure is already there. It just needs to be filled in with more meaningful experiences rather than just going to another giant hotel and, and, and sitting by the, the mini bar or whatever. Mm. And so it's, it's such an incredible time to be alive where travel is so freely possible. We can get these messages out digitally. So like we can put a call out to a whole country, to a whole, the whole world and be like, Hey, we're doing this thing somewhere. That's never been possible until like a second ago. I think what's so interesting what you're saying there is, so like you said, we're now at the stage after hosting over 27 retreats now where we're actually teaching people how to host retreats. And we feel very passionate about this. This is something that you're like so lit up about and you, when it comes to retreats, you were like the driving force of let's get people together. Let's do this. And I've been on this ride and I am now in love with what we do in our business and in our career. But I think what's so interesting is that just like you said, 
A retreat for me isn't just yoga or meditation or personal development. And I think that's really important to understand. It is whatever niche thing you are interested in, you can make a retreat and experience around. And there is nothing more enjoyable than spending a week doing the thing that you love. Like, for example, I'm a freaking mermaid. I love blue ass water. I love the ocean. So you'll probably notice all of our retreats are based around blue ass water, the ocean, being somewhere where you know I get to enjoy that as well as personal development, all these things. That makes me feel alive. So when you have something that makes you feel alive and you get to do it for a week, people walk away from those experiences being like, oh my gosh, I am so grateful that I got to spend a week doing this thing. And when it comes to actually being a host of that, All you're doing is holding the space for people to just enjoy themselves, to express themselves and to be in a non-judgmental space where they get to be the embodiment of what they love, which I think is just so incredible. Yeah, I 100% agree. (laughs) Retreats are amazing. It's, it's honestly, I mean, you, you, you can sense that we're meant to do this. Yeah. And I think that's going back. I think the one thing that's really interesting is we've been done so much online. Like someone would look at our businesses and be like, okay, you've got a meditation course. You've got an app. You've got this. We've had people go like, oh, you know, why are you, you're spending a week, a few times a year doing these retreats? Like, why don't you just max out the online stuff? And I'm like, because this is the most enjoyable weeks that we have. I, I can tell you one question to ask yourself that really answers that. How many memories do you have yes. that you made in front of a screen? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So true. I made none. Yeah. I, like I'll have to fish around for something and whatever memory I do have there is pretty minimal. Mm. It's pretty low key. So it, it's funny. As soon as you're just together, like some of my favorite memories in my life are being a teenager with my three, four closest friends in Sydney, in the northern beaches, we all got a skateboard under our arm and we're just walking down some street somewhere on the way to some high school on the weekend to go and jump five stairs or whatever. Like, it's so simple. It's just connecting with other like-minded people, having fun, being present, and then you become an adult and these times can become so rare. Mm. And depending on what your environment is like, you know, sometimes it's very easy to end up in a, in a group of, of friends where, you know, everyone's just kind of keeping each other at the same level. Maybe you don't all have a shared value on actually expanding and being curious. And then maybe you're the odd one out. You're the one who's like trying to read and trying to realize that you don't actually know very much and there's so much of the world to see. But then maybe your friends are just like, nah, I just want to be safe and I just want to keep things predictable. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you can find other people who share that, that sense of adventure, that sense of expansion, like nothing will push you further into that and allow you to find whatever is on the other side of that than making like-minded friends. Yeah, something we always say on retreats is that people come as strangers on Mindsboro retreats and they leave as soul fam. And I think that in every single experience that we've ever run, I have... I'm yet to see the day where that doesn't happen. It is literally insane. Every single freaking retreat, they sit there in the circle at the beginning of the week with social anxiety, thinking, oh my gosh, people are judging me. I don't like this. I feel uncomfortable having all of this 
noise in their head. And at the end of the week, those same people that weren't having much expression, that were closed off, that looked like they weren't going to break through at all, are literally crying, hugging, taking photos, holding onto that person, literally planning like, I'm going to see you. All right. We're going to, we're staying an extra day. I'll see you next week. Like it is insane. Like, and I think that that is When I go back to my life and I think about all of the the people that I've met and the experiences that I've had and my life in terms of like my social life, retreats are the the point in my life where I have felt the most connected to other humans, where I have felt the most seen, the most heard. The retreat that we just had here, we're in Cyprus, we just ran the Empress Retreat. And I had one of the girls come up to me at the end and she said something that just made me feel like, oh my gosh, I just, that's, this is why I do what I do. She said, last night, we realize that we have no idea what we actually do for jobs. Like none of us actually know what the other person does for a job. And we were only just telling each other about our work. These women have spent like five days. She's like, I know about their childhood trauma. I know about their ex-boyfriend. I know about their their wound or what happened to them as a child. But I didn't actually know what they do on a day-to-day. surface stuff comes later. And that, that, like that depth that you create with those experiences, I I don't have that. Like you don't walk in and just find someone because a retreat has this container of, oh, we realize that we're here for depth. We're here for something more. I feel like retreats can impart so much confidence as well and and self-compassion because as I said, everybody's walking around with a mask in everyday society. And then this is a a week where you take that mask off Mm. and you realize you're allowed to, you can take it off and everyone's like still there going, nodding at you. And I think during these weeks, you realize that everybody's struggling with something. Everyone's dealing with whatever you're dealing with. Everybody else is dealing with on some level of the spectrum, along with other things as well. And I feel like that's such a gift because people think that they're the only ones carrying a bunch of like issues and traumas and memories and neurotic kind of tendencies inside of their mind. And everybody else has it together. Everybody has a perfectly streamlined consciousness inside there because everyone's just letting out a tiny little thing. But during this week, you get to experience that like, oh my God, everyone there is dealing with something similar to you. Mm. And then that makes it okay. You realize that like, yeah, life is fucking hard and it's complex and it's nowhere near as simple as everybody thinks it is. And that's okay. That's okay. You just learn things along the way and you get, and it's okay to ask for help. Mm. And something I say, I, I was actually walking last night and I ran into one of our retreat attendees and we were talking about retreats and obviously she just finished our retreat. And I said something to her that kind of it made sense to me. And I was just, you know, me, I process through talking. And it was that when people come on a retreat, for whatever reason it is, whether it's a tennis retreat or a female embodiment retreat or a yoga retreat or a meditation retreat or a cooking retreat, whatever the retreat is. I feel like people that come on retreats in some point in their life have felt shamed for the thing that they're coming on the retreat for. So if it's personal development or spirituality, there is a little part of you that has felt shamed and excluded because you're really interested in this topic and other people are like, oh, what's this thing? Or tennis and people aren't interested in tennis and they're like, what are you doing? Whatever it is, right? And when you come on a retreat, that little part of you that you've locked up, that little samskara that's like hiding there, that little scar part is opened up for the first time and it is invited into a safe place where it realizes, oh my God, everyone here is into the same thing. Oh, it's safe for me to express that. Oh, no one's judging me for this. We're doing this all week. And that healing, it's like 
that part of you then gets to be integrated to the rest of you. And then you gain memories and confidence in that part. So for example, we run a lot of all female retreats, right? And a lot of women come on there with a lot of sisterhood wounds. And what happens is you come on this retreat and you now have evidence that you have a memory, you have a week where you didn't just make one friend, you made 25 friends from all over the world that loved you and saw you and accepted you. So next time you had that sisterhood wound pop up or that bitchiness pop up in your head, you can go, hang on a second. I know that this isn't the truth. I know that this isn't the reality. I know that I can actually create these friendships. And until you heal those parts of you, it's like you're projecting that this can never be fixed. This can, this is my reality. People are always going to shame me for this. People are always going to call me woo woo or weird. And I think that for me, I see that in so many retreat students where they come and they feel like for the first time in their life, they got to fully express themselves and be integrated with that part of themselves. And that is so healing because most of the time that part of themselves is actually not a little part. It's a huge part. And we see so many people that come on our retreats that then go on to become their own coaches, but they realize this is what I want to do. I want to help people. I want to become a meditation teacher. I want to become a yoga teacher. And then we have people that go, I want to do this myself. And that's why you're now teaching people with retreat launch, which I think is so amazing that you're now taking all of our experience, all of the mistakes. <laughs> We've made a lot of mistakes. We'll do another. We should do another podcast. We failed forward. <laughs> we should do another podcast on all the mistakes and things that we've learned of mm. retreat hosts. But we've now taken all of that and you've put this in the retreat launch program to basically make this learning curve for people so much shorter, which I think is so interesting because this has been something that when we started this, we had absolutely no idea what we were doing. We had no idea how to run events. We had no idea how to do anything. And we have made a lot of mistakes. Like honestly, as retreat hosts, like, and not mistakes that people would necessarily go, all right, you stuffed up here. You you learn from every retreat. But you, I just had to learn on the go. And now, yeah. Which is so cool that you can just kind of come up with something like this yourself and just kind of bring it out of nothingness Mm -hmm. into it's yeah, it's funny. I did a I did some surveys of mm-hmm. of people who are interested in running retreats, and I thought people would be most struggling with like logistics and planning and ticking off all the boxes and everything. But to my surprise, or these days it doesn't seem, feel so surprising. The biggest thing was actually self belief. It's just believing that you can do it. And I guess you and me have always been. We believe that anything is possible. We believe that, hey, if any, if somebody else has done it, then we're able to do it as well. And so I think we have a, a very high level of self-belief and backing ourselves in part because we meditate. We know when the negative stuff pops up in the head, you can just, well, you can just laugh at it and, and then just do it anyway. But yeah, so I'm so, I'm so excited about guiding other people who might have some insane, amazing idea for some event, some purpose, some group that's totally underserved out there and just kind of offer them a hand in like, you can do this. Here's what I've learned. Let me just be the guide. I think part of what really motivated me was to to realize how amazing retreats are. But then I realized there's not really any retreats that speak to me necessarily. Guys love to gather. That's a, everybody knows that. We're meant to be in a little tribe. But who's creating these containers for even men to come together? And we've been so driven with our business focusing primarily on female audience. And 
I'm just excited to empower other people to see what they come up with mm. because there's going to be retreat concepts out there that I'm going to be like, oh my God, we're going to go wakeboarding and surfing on some island for a week while we do these, do breath work and something else. But yeah, I just, I, I realized this is something that pretty much any person can do. Can I say the one thing I want to just insert there is I feel like people have a story in their head that, oh my God, this market is so saturated. Everything is saturated, right? Everyone has this story about things being saturated. Retreats are the least saturated oh thing out there. It is absolutely wild. I personally feel like there are, at the end of the day, so you said this thing earlier in the podcast, which I think is so true. Every single year, people are going to go away on holidays. Now, people are looking, they literally go to shops like flight center or travel agents to go and like plan my holiday. And they try and get someone to like sticky tape this thing together. Like all you need to do is find something that people want to go do that want to gather around. Then you just need to market and communicate to those people and put it together, put on this experience. It is the least saturated market. The amount of people that message us that go, I've never found anything like this. I was looking for something like this. We have people all the time go like my boyfriend, we don't run male retreats, but we have been told so many times, oh my gosh, my boyfriend would love something like this. Why don't you do this? And look, our, we've been focusing mainly on female retreats and we do have some co-ed ones, but we're maxed out with that. And now you're more about teaching people how to yeah, do it. I much rather but teach a bunch of other people and they do it. I find point. it wild that people think that this is a saturated market and it's not like I want to see more people run retreats because the biggest high that I get in my life from what we do is the ripple effect. The ripple effect is really why we do what we do. The reason why I'm so interested in manifestation, the reason why we talk about this stuff is like, I'm literally obsessed with seeing people create their own reality. I literally am the biggest cheerleader for anyone taking a dream and going and implementing it. I'm like, yes, bitch, go do that thing. I want to see you win. Like, I get a high off that. My biggest joy in my job is literally getting the transformation stories and having someone say, hey, now I'm running this experience. Now I'm becoming a coach. I'm like, the more the merrier. I'm in such a belief system these days that there is no such thing as competition in this space. What are we competing against? You want to compete against me? Let's compete, bitch. Let's compete at raising consciousness. That sounds like a good job to compete at. And the more people that we can get out in the world hosting conscious spaces, creating conscious transformation, holding spaces, getting people together in real life and having real freaking human connection, the better. That is literally part of why I feel we are here to do what we do. And with you literally doing this retreat launch stuff that you've just started, which is insane, this is literally the next step in that ripple effect. It's like, yeah, we can only host so many people on a retreat every single week and we can only do so many a year until it's probably not sustainable for us because of all the other things we do. But yeah. if we can get other people on board yeah. that are doing this, it's like it just keeps happening. The ripple effect just keeps going. I quite often end up in conversation when we're on location, wherever, and people ask, so why are you here on holidays? And I say, oh, no, we actually ran a retreat. And people go, what, what even is that? I, I still can't most believe people don't even know, know what, about it. Yeah, most people don't even know how to define a retreat. And yeah, exactly like what you said. It's like if you ask yourself how big the demand for a retreat is, look at the travel industry. That is basically the demand. Mm. So there are literally a billion people multiple billions of people who want to go on adventure every year and make new friends and relax and see a new place. So just ask yourself, what are these people into? 
And how can you integrate just a little bit of this into a holiday? And you'd be surprised how many groups exist out there where humans have been gathering in Facebook groups, on forums, on Instagram pages, whatever, around some idea, some topic. Now, if you can think about those people and be like, what do they actually want? Oh, wouldn't they love to do that together? Mm. Wouldn't they love to go, whatever it is, pick any topic, like literally any topic. People love riding bicycles. Okay, cool. We're all going to do a bicycle tour in Italy. Or hiking. There you go. Bring your bike as special luggage on the plane. You know what I find? Hiking. Can yeah. I say what I find wild? Yarn bombing. We, we, re- <laughs> we re- literally caught up with your mum recently. Your mum's German and Soul's mum's tour guide, right? Yeah. And she was literally going on a cruise ship with a woman that runs like crochet retreats. Yes. And I think the thing that we find wild is this is like an industry that you can do for the rest of your life because people want to be doing this at all ages because the older that you get the harder it becomes to make friends. If anything, the older population right now are the ones that are least served and they're the most likely to get, they they have the time, they have the money and who the hell's talking to them? All you have is like giant cruise ships with slot machines and stuff. Mm. And yeah, honestly, it's the possibilities are endless. And that's why I'm so excited to not just limit it to us and what we come up with and what our capacity is. We have all sorts of other stuff that we're doing. We have this podcast, I want to build a hundred apps, all this stuff, but I just want to empower other people. And then I would love to go on some of their retreats. Mm. I want to just like come along and experience it and be present and be childlike again. I think we have like some of our past retreat attendees, like at the moment in your program retreat launch, we have like Nadia and her hubby and it's like they're literally going and creating a retreat themselves. Like to see the ripple effect where people go, oh, I can do this. And then to have people actually make a career and to create abundance and also to create the connection and and then they create the ripple effect. I think that's like one of the joys of my life. Anyway, this was a, we went from what is a retreat to running retreats to zigzagging all over, but this is what deep diving with the souls is. We are always deep diving and seeing where it goes. I can't wait for our next retreat. We have a retreat coming up in Bali, the Good Reset with, we had Cooper and and Alex. Alex, Gosh, I was about to say, like, I literally, my brain was like, we had so many of our friends coming to that retreat. I was like, oh, there are so many. And then we've got our Bali self-love retreats. Look, if you're interested in our retreats and you want to just explore and stalk like what we do, you can go check out Mindspur retreats. And if you are someone that is an aspiring coach or you are interested in creating a career and getting into this space, then definitely go check out Soul's Retreat Launch Program because that is something that he has just created that is really exciting that I'm really excited about. And I just can't wait to hear if you listen to this podcast and in six months time, this inspired you to rather go on a retreat and create your soul fam and meet people that you wouldn't have normally met or it inspired you to go and create your own retreat we want to hear from you because at the end of the day like we said we're here for the ripple effect we're sending you so much love and we'll see you in the next one bye Thank you for joining me for this episode. You can discover more from Mindspo on Instagram and TikTok by following at Mindspo and myself at Rochelle underscore Fox. If this episode inspired you, then please pass it on and share the love. And if you're new to our world and you want to elevate your mind and step into your best self, then be sure to download our app Manifesty from the App Store and take advantage of the free trial. With Manifesty, you can create your own vision board movies, practice powerful meditations, and set affirmation reminders so your phone supports your journey towards that abundant vision of your future. And lastly, always remember, you create your own reality. So go and make some magic. Thank you.